Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in Chicago. I'm tipster, host and landlord at the Pinnacle Larder based somewhere in the Antarctic Ocean. And I am Corey with Third Degree Entertainment, drinking a PBR and doing everything I can to make tipster miserable right now. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But for good reason. There is a good reason I am doing this. Uh, You'll all agree when I explain it to you. That reason is Tipster's not feeling well. Tipster had a bit of a headache, and so somebody's got to treat him like shit. Why would why would anybody agree with that? That's the opposite of <laughs> logic and rational thinking. I have just literally recovered from a migraine. I had to cancel my show today because the migraine was so bad that I just could not. Um, I'm now in the floaty-headed stage, like post-migraine float, and... All of the all of the noises Corey has been making has been starting to bring things back on. So if if I cut out halfway through the episode, you know why. And um, if you have complaints, please tweet at Third Degree Entertainment. Okay, hold on though. I did forget to tell them why Tipster had a migraine. Uh, that migraine was brought on by the guilt. Of losing episode <laughs> thirty nine. Look, 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 look. Okay, listen. Right. <laughs> I I tried to do a smart thing and it bit me in the ass. Okay. <laughs> or pretty much oh. what happened was I I tried to do something that would make things easier for me next time and easier for everybody else, and. Everything looked fine throughout the entirety of the show. By the way, the show was on making mistakes. So, like, this is 100% on brand right now. You've um, seen it coming. Exactly, right? Uh, and then when we got, got round to downloading all the recordings, it just wouldn't let me. It just wouldn't go. It just wouldn't happen because I had changed this one minute thing that just sent the whole tower toppling down. Thing is, everything looked stable from where I was sitting. Everything looked fine for the entirety of the three hours we recorded. Oh, my God. The but episode... also our backup failed as well. The episode... Okay, that backup didn't fail. Communication failed. But we've okay, never been particularly failed. good at that. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. Because tonight's episode may or may not have been cobbled together in the past three or four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I just... The... I, like... This is the kind of bullshit joke that we would, like, plan. And yet it's real life that it's... our episode on making mistakes has accidentally been lost. Yeah. Um, I, and, I, and just I've had... the the conditions surrounding the loss of it, the fact that we had a, uh, without going into too much technical detail here, our backup recording me- uh, method has a seven-day shelf life. But I'm the only person who had access to that and wasn't aware that we needed the backup until right before we started recording this episode so i i go in and i check on it and we have missed the window by two hours the last episode was recorded seven days and two hours ago that much like like go figure um i ironically i actually 
because we'd had some issues with the uh, backup method that day, it, I do have the last however many minutes. I think uh, Aaron was hosting a trivia game. Yes. Yeah. And it, it cut out in the middle of her hosting. Is that correct? I, I believe so. Yeah. So I think I, was... I, I just clicked because I had like several different uh, download options from that day. Shit. God damn it. Good point. <laughs> I had several downloads <laughs> available from that day. The first two were not available anymore, but the third one it let me download. So we may have like 20 minutes of part of a trivia game and your outro that we can release. I mean, <laughs> uh, maybe? Uh, <laughs> it just cuts in halfway through. And you know what? <laughs> if If all we have is a couple minutes of the last few questions of Aaron's round, I am posting that the Wednesday it's supposed to be released because really because I am looking at our release schedule and this episode, the one we're recording right now, is supposed to release on my birthday. And oh, so we're is, gonna yeah. we're gonna keep it that way. This one's coming okay, out. Okay, so my you're you're birthday. releasing the defunct episode just so this can come out on your birthday. I will <laughs> release the episode about mistakes on. <laughs> The episode of mistakes released. There should there should literally be no context to it whatsoever. Just release a seventeen minute long episode that cuts in in the middle. No outro. Don't even have any edits and just leave it up. You're That's gonna get it. so oh. many comments to that inbox. I'll still I'll still I'll still force in our intro, our outro, the social media try like I'll just stop in the middle of a of a question to put in the social media. We'll pick something to throw at the, the little uh, teaser at the end. Oh my god. It'll be the this best is... episode we've oh, this ever is... done. Why? This is just the definition of looking on the bright side. Like, don't don't even sweat it. Let's just turn it into a meta joke. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's do that. Sure, fine. Um, oh, what are we actually here to talk about? Out of the way. <laughs> um, we're we're starting from scratch this week. We're talking about um, starting hosting, getting your foot in the door, um, all all kind of stuff to do with starting out and. Not just our experiences, but any kind of tips we have for starting out as well. Um, so I'm going to kind of open it up to you guys first, because you've been around on this scene a lot longer than I have. Why did you start hosting? Well, Jeff, what why do you don't wanna... you... No, I want you to start. <laughs> I have told this story like two or three all times already. All right. All right, that's fair. Um, I actually... I got into hosting trivia because at the time... I was working as a server in a restaurant and I was fairly close with uh, one of the managers that worked the same shift as me. And she was also the one that was in charge of planning events and getting music and, and other things like that. And she said, what do you think about trivia? I said, well, that might, you know, might bring some people in. We had a fairly smaller bar. So, you know, anything we could do to fill it full of people, you know, that's a, that's a plus. She's like, do you know anybody that that does trivia? And I said, it's funny that you asked that because right now I'm starting a trivia business. I can, you know, I'll do it. I love trivia. You know, we'll let me see what I can throw together. And I and I built a small pitch, uh, just a few questions, and I and I 
kind of built a game based on one that I had attended many, many years ago. Uh, and then I partnered with uh, one of my friends who had a karaoke business at the time. Uh, he was the bass player in a band I played with. And I said, hey, do you mind if I borrow a PA from you and work under your company's name uh, and give you a cut of my profits uh, to give myself some, you know, legit street cred <laughs> and a place for the, the, you know, somebody to do taxes and stuff. And I just started. Uh, so from the time that my manager said, hey, do you think we should have trivia? to my first game was maybe two weeks okay. uh, of me planning a game, uh, calling all my friends from college and saying, hey, do me a favor. Can you please come to this restaurant and have some have some beers and food? And I'm going to ask trivia questions and we can all hang out. And after that, uh, it kind of picked up and I, I had because it was a it wasn't a big chain restaurant it was a smaller mm -hmm. chain restaurant i think only about uh, 20 locations throughout the midwest and they said hey would you mind selling your trivia questions to the other companies like could we have you as like the trivia guy for our little company i was like yeah uh, sure <laughs> yes please i'll have more business um but that ended up not not working well and Shortly after my second year of hosting, uh, the manager that I had a really good working relationship with left the company and the brand new manager coming in uh, didn't want to pay me what I had been receiving and instead hired out a nationwide cheapy, cheapy brand that just hires college students to read questions from a list. And so I no longer work there. But the beginning bits were were really just kind of being in the right place and saying, yeah, I'll do it. And and just jumping in with both just jumping in both feet and saying, this is a thing that I can try and do. And Luke is saying hello from the background. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Does he know that all of our listeners are not going to be responding in real time and can't actually say <laughs> hello back to him? Uh, I dare you to tell our listeners not to say hello to my son. No, I'm just saying they, cars. No, they can absolutely say hello. He just won't hear them. Oh, I'm that's true. Sure he hear he's not waiting for a response. <laughs> uh, so you you mentioned briefly there that you were thinking of starting your own trivia business before you'd had this conversation. Is that? Yeah, kind of. I I had done a couple things like that. I've played a bunch of pub trivia with my friends. Um, I even hosted a small, like, private with my friends kind of weekly game uh, that was based off of the Leonard Malton game. I don't know if anybody listens to uh, Doug Love's movies, the podcast with, uh, I can't think of his last name now. The, like Doug Benson or something? Yeah, Doug Benson. I don't know why I couldn't pull his last name. Uh, where Doug Benson just talks about movies and stuff. And he played a game called the Leonard Malton game. And it was like, name that tune. But instead of notes of a song, it was the actors from the bottom of the cast list moving up. Hmm. So the less people you name, the the less big names you hear. So he gives you a quick description of the, of the plot and then starts naming the lower down people on the cast. And you oh. have to guess the movie. And That's so cool. 
yeah, I, I had told my friends that I, I like to listen to this podcast because I like playing that game. And I said, oh, we should play. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Let me write some of them down. And so I basically took the idea that he had from the from the podcast and kind of modified it to my friend's audience. So, they're, you know, they do all sorts of movies uh, on his show. But uh, I, I modernized, you know, it was mostly movies that we had all seen together in theaters and stuff like that. And so I had a little bit experience of kind of like controlling, controlling the room and stuff like that. Uh, but to, to answer your initial question, I wasn't really thinking about starting a trivia company, uh, but I had kicked around the idea of maybe going to find a, co a trivia company and asking if they wanted live hosts or writing questions or just kind of maybe dipping my toe into the water. Uh, so the when the opportunity presented itself, I jumped at it because I was like, well, you know, this is as good a reason as any to get in, especially if, you know, there's less people above me and the money comes right to me, you know? Yeah, I, I can, I can totally see that. Um, it's, it's, uh, you kind of touched on something there that kind of got me into trivia as well. And this is something that I'll probably go into more depth later, but you started out doing, you know, stuff in front of your friends and then you went to um kind of host at this bar um yeah. and i think that's kind of one of the big things for me um before i even started doing this on twitch or on the radio i um i started doing it in front of friends i started like new year's eve pub quiz was a thing that we used to do amongst our fan group friends group um so that it's having that prior experience really helps if it's in front of a familiar audience i feel like i don't i don't think i would have had the guts to do my first night without that yeah that's definitely a good point i, I mean unless your friends are assholes they're generally going to take it easy on you especially if you mess up or they might they might rib you a little bit but they're not going to heckle you like at least not in a really mean or, you know, way that you're not ready for. Uh, and that that extra positivity that they would that they would bring to uh, your first time. You know what I mean? It's like mm. if you wrote a song, you may want to play it for a friend first and say, hey, what do you think of this song? Because even if they don't like it, they'll at least be like, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, they maybe give you a little bit of extra confidence to, to step out and do it in public. Yeah. Uh, and I think confidence plays into it massively. Um, Corey, what about your your first time? Well, <laughs> dear penthouse, <laughs> <laughs> it was the summer after sixth grade. Oh God! Well, I was going to start at first kiss and then move up to first time hosting trivia. Um, uh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I had a friend that I used to play trivia with. We'd go, you know, to this other, uh, trivia company in town, play their trivia a couple times a month. And he was a school teacher, uh, a fellow school teacher. One of his coworkers was the wife of a dive bar owner and, uh, the dive bar wanted to start trivia so they talked to him just randomly because uh, they knew he enjoyed playing it and did well asked him to host trivia and as i was a friend of his and lived really close to the bar he asked me to come down and i would go down there you know every week for a 
couple months and play and usually win. Uh, and one week he says, hey, I've got a, a job interview over in Montana that I need to go take. And uh, would you mind covering trivia for me the week that I'm gone? I said, sure, why not? So I just sat down and I, I kind of made trivia uh, in the same format that he was using, but I put my own twist on it, tried to have some fun with it. I hosted, it went really well, the people seemed to enjoy it. Uh, and the next week he says, hey, I got the job offer, so um, this will be my last week hosting trivia. Do you want to take it over when I'm gone? And I said, fuck that, how about I just host your going away trivia, you know, we'll do a... <laughs> A fun one so you get to play and, and hang out with the people. And I uh, just wound up taking it over then and uh, was getting paid in PBR. I was <laughs> working in a dive bar with people. The, the story I often tell is the bubble bath round. Um, these were very friendly people. They were They were very nice and sweet and great people. Not big trivia players and would constantly complain that my rounds were too hard or too tricky. And I was trying really hard to not make that the case. So one week I was very frustrated after all of their feedback and I wrote a round called Bubble Bath, True or False. <laughs> it was a picture round. And I showed ten I showed ten pictures. Some of them were bubble baths. Some of them were not. You know, some of them were I think there was a car in there. Uh, there may have been a banana. It was and it was literally it was ten images and I said, Is this a bubble bath? Yes or no? And they did not get a perfect score. They this that's and I mean, never gets old. There was, <laughs> wait, there was, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Just so I have context here, is it an image of the entire thing or like yep. a zoomed in image? What are we working with? Oh, no, no. Just like a plain old image of. Uh, I'll find them and I'll throw them in the Discord. But I mean, there was no trickery, there was no difficult, uh, no difficulty at all. It was literally. Is this a bubble bath? Yeah, okay. it was it was just very clearly a picture of something that either was or was not a bubble bath. And they did not get perfect scores because they thought that I was trying to trick them. They said we we thought that maybe this one was a a trick and that some such and such argument could be made again. I'm just like, are you fucking it's, what? It, it's the bubble bath cultivar of banana, surely, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Like that kind of shit. They're right? Like, you just always pull these tricks on us. So that was my intro to uh, being a trivia host. And despite uh, how interesting that would be sometimes, I still I enjoyed it. And I, I was doing it for several months. And all of a sudden, I get a call from another bar that says, hey, we heard you're hosting trivia. Would you host trivia for us? This is a bar I'd never even heard of, never been to. It was, you know, off, not in the same general area or anything. And I was like, all right. I mean, I've got free time. Fuck it. Why not? And so I just uh, 
said yes, and I went off. I, I started another venue, wind up getting a call from another bar. And every time I got a phone call, I said yes and got myself to the point where within a year, I think I had six venues over four nights and I left my other jobs and decided to do it full time. Just out of pure luck, you know, my buddy needed me to cover and it worked out. I very much started out as an independent. I don't have a venue. My venue is the internet. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I don't have any uh, kind of um, boss or bar manager to worry about. I can basically, I have free reign to do almost what I like as long as, you know, I still have an audience there. Um, so my first kind of foray into... Um, uh, hosting trivia um kind of in its current format um was may of last year i believe so about nine months ago now ten months ago something like that um and the re the reason i got into it is because well you know there's not much happening on a sunday <laughs> um and there was pretty much a, a trivia thing happening in the community I was in every other night of the week. Oh, so you picked Sunday just because that was the open night? Uh, almost, yeah. Uh, it was also because it was easy for me um, oh. as well. Um, Mondays were open, but I work Tuesdays. So if I'm doing a late night Monday and I'm back yeah. in work on Tuesday, it doesn't work out. It really doesn't. <laughs> Trust me. Uh so I started out um, just kind of writing down questions in the middle of um, kind of lull periods in my in my day job because um, I suppose this is a job now. I don't know. I see, it's that weird <laughs> feeling because for me this doesn't feel like a job. This doesn't feel like I don't feel like a professional in this field. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I just kind of start doing research and writing a few questions here and there, um, in between, in between calls, um, because we, we were getting, you know, a couple of calls, um, like a day, if that sometimes, um, when things started, started, um, easing up. Um, so it was, why did I get into it? Um, because I felt that I needed the distraction, first of all. Second of all, um, that um, people out there who aren't able to kind of do, do stuff during the week needed something as well. Um, and it's stuff I had experience with before. I went, why not? You know, um, why, why not go out there and... Um, try my hand at this pub quiz thing because I've, I've done it I've done it several times before um, amongst a group of friends um, so as I mentioned earlier I've previously done kind of New Year's quizzes amongst my friendship group um, and those always kind of went down well um, you know I've also had experience with um, hosting panel show style quiz shows on the radio so and uh, a mate of mine 
who got into Twitch fairly early on was like, well, Twitch is basically just being on the radio, but also playing a game at the same time. Hmm. Um, that's how he described it to me. Um, and this was one of my old friends from uh, from when I was working back in radio. So I just went, you know what, Twitch, sure, let's go. You know, it's got chat interaction. Um, you know, there is a, a community out there already, which I'm already mm-hmm. part of, and those people were interested in it. So I, I stitched together this eight-round game that may or may not have been any good, and, you know, I got four four five teams on my first night um you know it wasn't bad going a lot of them were solo teams but uh you know there was enough of a positive reaction there for me to keep going and then i bumped into um this community here (laughs) trivia writers co-op and that's when things started to snowball a little and um and now I'm at the point where I, you know, I, I comfortably have or had, I should say, because I still haven't come back off my break. But I will have by the time this podcast comes out, because it's wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff um, <laughs> uh, where, you know, I was getting some between 10 and 15 teams a week. And oh. yeah. Um, and that, that's actually an important thing to talk about if we're if we're talking to people that might be interested in starting their own trivia or what me personally when i talk to new bars when i try to you know pitch my game one of the things that i tell them is that like depending on how advertisements go and and how we talk about the game before it happens you know the first couple weeks might be a little slow and the mm. the build up to picking up regular teams like somebody realizes I like this place and now they have a thing that I like here and then they start coming back every week that takes a little time to get that to get that ball rolling so when i first started i was very lucky because i had a bunch of friends that said yeah i'll come to your game uh and then as more of them you know stopped doing favors because there was less room because there's more people playing you know it 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 didn't affect me too much because we had always had a, a pretty good crowd when i started my second location that one was a little tougher there was the first i think the first 3 or 4 weeks there was only maybe 4 or 5 teams in a in a pretty big bar area um i should probably mention the very fr- i think i did uh mention how small it was the very the very first venue that i hosted at had 8 booths um all of them were like six person horseshoe style booths um so maybe a max of like 48 to 50 people total could fit in all those booths if they were absolutely jam-packed full of people with maybe 20 bar tops so my max attendance there could be like 60 and we would be absolutely slammed the bartenders wouldn't know what to do with themselves (laughs) <laughs> so, so that very rarely happened. So on a good night, I maybe had 20 people that I was talking to. Um, so when those 20 people followed me to my new venue, um, it didn't look quite so <laughs> full because the the newer bar that I had moved to was had a much bigger room with many, many more tables and, and booths and stuff. And so it took a couple of weeks. I just said, "Hey, you know, stick with it just for just for a second. We're we're still in the beginning phases. We we have to build up that momentum of people wanting to come back every week. Uh, so if you're just 
just starting thinking about like trying to host a trivia night, don't judge yourself too harshly if the first couple weeks are really slow, because that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing a bad job. It just might not be advertised or promoted in the right way. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that those first couple weeks, even if it's a success, it might not look like it right off the bat. So just to just to reassure people, at least that's from my own from my own history. I, I, it sounds like the same from from Tipster. I don't know, Corey, was that? Well, no, Corey, you and you and Calvin both kind of took over games for other people that were already existing, right? I mean, in a very general sense, yeah. It, yeah. I took over that that one tiny uh, dive bar with all of the PBR I could handle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it very much it immediately took on a life of its own uh and and became my own company uh, yeah. not to take any uh, I'm very appreciative of Jake uh letting me take over for him but it it really didn't feel like I was taking over his show it it was more like I brought my own in um yeah so kind kind of a mix there but I guess I guess the same could be true for every new venue that you work at though you yeah. get those first couple weeks where you know, maybe you have a friend that lives in the area oh. and maybe he brings a couple friends. But other than that, it's just kind of how well it's been promoted. And you get those yeah. first couple weeks of slow build and then you got your regulars. Yeah, very much so. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to give that speech to a venue owner or a manager. You know, hey, these first couple weeks, I don't want you to expect too much. You know, people don't know about it. We are going to be growing it naturally and slowly and getting quality people that will you know, keep coming back. Mm -hmm. But these first few weeks, it's don't expect a lot. Um, don't be, be willing to, to stick it through, to wait and see what happens and, uh, just keep supporting it and it'll take care of you. And, you know, it, it's worked every time, you know, there's a couple venues that didn't want to wait it out. And, uh, you know, kind of a bummer, but all the ones that did wait out, I, I had venues that were doing six, seven hundred percent their previous nights with their previous, you know, that week night within mm -hmm. a year. Mm. It just takes time. Absolutely. So you've got this. So the thing, the difference between kind of bars and working on the Internet is that you've got that pre-existing base of people who walk into the bar there, mm -hmm. um, I think. Do, yeah. do you find that most of them tend to kind of stay and make up that audience or do you find that they tend to go off and do their own thing? Do you tend to find the regulars in bars stick around for trivia nights more? You know, I, I couldn't give a good number. I, I'd probably start at 50-50 and wouldn't be surprised if it ranged as much as 70-30 either way. Um, but I'd say there's definitely a healthy mix of people that only come once a week for trivia and other people that are coming, you know, regularly throughout the week. Yeah, I, it, it's probably about the same for me, too, because I have uh, five or six regular teams uh, that come every week. And of those five or six, um, I think three uh, came there specifically for my trivia from my past game. Um, or maybe three or four of them just came because of trivia. And then the other three um, were already regulars at that bar. Like their friends would go to that bar 
anyway on that night and it just so happened that they like trivia and they're like well let's stay for trivia or come earlier for trivia or whatever the case may be um but I, very rarely have i taken a like uh what i would consider like a quote-unquote regular like the the guys that know all the staff's names and sit at the corner of the bar top all the way at the one end with you know their chairs leaned up and their money sitting there as as you do in chicago um <laughs> very rarely have i turned those you know because they're generally you know like one or two dudes just kind of having beers you know uh the bar that i work at is is closer to a restaurant when i start working um because okay. it's a it's a it's a pub and and also eatery and so uh, when I start is the end of the dinner time period. So they, there's a lot of people just in there eating dinner. I've turned people eating dinner into players for the night, but uh, not too many of them have become long-term regulars. Uh, it's, you know, it's about 50, 50, you know, I, it all kind of depends on the, the venue, the type of people that are already in the venue, you know, like if, if it's a, um, actually, I can't even say that. I can't even say that. I, I think it's going to be a case by case basis. Cause I was going to say, if it's like a smaller dive bar, you know, you might get a bunch of people that have zero interest interest in trivia. But if you do something like, is this a bubble bath or not? Maybe they'll be like, Hey, this is, <laughs> this is my style of trivia, you know, <laughs> you know, so it, it, it might just be a case of kind of, um, reading the audience, reading the vibe of the location and kind of modifying your game to to better suit them you know so where where would you suggest people kind of start out where would you suggest that they approach a bar that they know well then if <sighs> for doing their first for doing their first kind of step into hosting that would be that would be my first suggestion so if somebody came up to me and said hey I started writing a bunch of questions. I have a bunch of questions ready. I have all of everything. I have all the back end ready to go. I just need a place. My first thing would be like, is there a bar that you go to fairly frequently where yeah. you know maybe the bartender or one of the managers or one of the bar backs by name? Or where everybody knows say, your hey. name. Yeah, exactly. Um, because you'll have a better idea of... You have a better idea of uh, the clientele, what days they're busy, what days they're not, uh, what days have good specials that work well for trivia, like appetizer specials work really good for trivia because then you could say, oh, you know, had, you know, get a couple plates of appetizers for the for the team, you know, because they're cheaper and then they end up spending more, you know, things like there. There are a bunch of little bits that go into that, that walking into a bar that you're unfamiliar with, you can pick out those details, but it takes time. If you have a if you have a bar where you are a regular or you have a really good understanding of the clientele, the 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 people that that go there frequently, what times, what days are busy, things like that, you could more easily say, look, I know you guys don't do a ton of business on Tuesday nights. I want to start hosting trivia. I was wondering if you guys would, you know, like to see, you know, what we can do to increase your Tuesday night sales. You know, because you already have that information. You don't have to dig to find it. Um, with our current situation, with it being like virtual, the, the there isn't a real way to do that just because you have to build up 
from total scratch. Like you have to tell people in your real life and say, hey, come visit me on this internet channel while I do trivia. <laughs> like the, that's pretty much your only way to do that besides straight up just advertising for money, like on Facebook or something like that. Um, what you did though, Tipster, you know, uh, kind of falling in with our, our, you know, gang of idiots. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's definitely helpful because we could say, Hey, if you're looking for stuff to do in the afternoons, you know, that's prime quizzing time in the UK, you know, and that yeah. gets, that gets quiz fans their fix in the middle of the day before they, you know, maybe they don't have time to play that night. Maybe they want to listen to one at work. There's a ton of different ways to to get people into your into your streams and stuff you just gotta kind of you know exist long enough for for people to to find you so uh, how how long have you two been doing trivia by the way how long have you two been been hosting and writing trivia kind of on and off uh my very first game was june 3rd 25th uh june 10th 2015 so, so five and a half years right now okay and jeff i'm i'm at about nine maybe closer maybe closer to 10 now but this this is my ninth year of uh of it's because i keep track of all the games that i write by calling them seasons so every year is a season and okay. i'm currently writing season nine games uh there was a like a nine month chunk where I didn't have a venue and I wasn't actively writing. Uh, so I normally don't add that in, but that puts me at around 10 years, just about. Okay. So about a decade. So if with the knowledge you have now with <laughs> what, what you've learned over the past five to 10 years, uh, what would you, like, if you had a time machine and could go back and tell yourself one thing before you started your first trivia game, what would it be? Who? Uh, uh, no, let's not limit it to one thing. <laughs> let's not limit it to one thing. To be fair, like, I, I, you have, have a, I have a quick fair. one. I, I have <laughs> to be fair. Um, for all your Letterkenny fans, um, I have I have a, a real quick one. Uh, for those of you who have played my game, or for those who haven't, I do a visual presentation of my games and. Uh, so I create it in Keynote, which is the Mac version of PowerPoint. Um, that means when I'm writing the questions, I'm physically writing them in PowerPoint because I'm I'm killing two birds with one stone. I write the question and I get the picture and I set up the slide all at once. Um, I, you know, I take notes on my phone and I write in other places too. But when I'm actually building the question as it will exist forever in my game, I'm doing it in Keynote. Uh, and that makes sharing my questions with other people much, much harder. And it makes me figuring out when and how I wrote something before much harder because I have to dig through pictures instead of text. Um, I could still search that text. It's just way sloppier. It doesn't work as easy. Um, so if I could go back in time to talk to myself, I would tell myself, to organize and collate your questions like a regular goddamn human being <laughs> instead of building them in a visual thing because because now i've now it's gone too far now i've been now i'm doing it for nine years and uh seven of those years are images the only the first two years that i wrote are text questions
questions. And so if I want to add the questions that I have written to a question bank, I have to copy paste a bajillion times from the from the edit version of the slides that I have. And it sucks. It it really makes me not want to ever do that. And so I would go back in time. I'd say, hey, Jeff, do yourself a favor. Buy GameStop. Buy GameStop stock. And then also... And then in also a month when this organize. comes out, that is going to be yesterday's news. <laughs> we, we don't know where that story is going to be in a month, yeah, to be fair. That's true. true. It could be yesterday's news, or we could be, you know, road warriors by then wearing hockey masks <laughs> and cod pieces. BRB checking my chasing each other about the desert. And, and the, the common currency is video game trade ins. <laughs> oh, my Doge is doing pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah! I saw that. That's that's been getting a lot of a lot of buzz too. <laughs> Corey right. just casually trading stocks and, and <laughs> commodities on the side there. Uh, uh, for me to answer your question, um, it's actually a little bit of what Jeff said. Oh no, uh, a little bit of what Jeff said. In I also need to be more organized. I actually started off a lot better than I am today. Um, I would write all of my questions in Notepad and then transfer them into Google Spreadsheets and then put them into Google Slideshows, Um, which, I mean, it was making extra work for myself, but it is really easy now to go back and look through those, those older... Uh, weeks, those older episodes of trivia and find what I've used um, and was a really great start for for cataloging all my questions and making sure I'm not repeating things at different venues and whatnot. But sometime around, I think it was 2017, um, at one point I was doing four or five venues a week and it just got to be a bit much. And I think just a couple months into 2017, uh, I kind of stopped doing that. And now I write my questions in notepad and then I transfer them directly into the slides. So it's now a lot harder for me to uh, get in there and find, I'm basically now at the same point that Jeff was. And that was just a, a matter of, you know, time, not having the time to do all of it. But I probably would go back and I'd tell myself, stick with it, you know, allot yourself more time during the day to work on the trivia and keep doing that. Keep that shit organized. Because there's so many times I've wanted to go back and, you know, I'm like, oh, have I done this round at this this venue? I think they'd really enjoy it. But I have to just like search through everything I've done at that venue to find out if I've used it there which is super inconvenient. Um, More of a a time crunch than it needs to be. So being organized. I mean, for as as stupid as it sounds, I I feel like people listening are going to be like, oh, no, we want to hear about how to make (laughs) money and write questions and shit. But that organization plays a huge part. Um, The other advice is... I'd probably tell myself to take it more seriously 
from the beginning. Um, it was just something I was doing on the side. I was getting beer and hanging out with friends and having a good time. And it, when I first started doing this, I was actually working for Uber, not driving. I was the, I was a local city coordinator. So I was putting together like, you know, marketing and stuff for my town for Uber Mm -hmm. and started hosting trivia and then also wound up getting hired by a local marketing firm. So for a period there, I was working three jobs and not sure what I wanted to do and eventually made the decision to put it all into trivia, to focus on this, to start my business, um, you know, and just go full tilt towards what became third degree entertainment. I think that I would have been better off just making that decision earlier, uh, just hitting the ground running, hitting it harder. But it was just indecision that prevented me from doing it. And there's nothing wrong with the people that just want to host trivia on the side. A bunch of trivia writer co-op members uh, have regular, normal people, grown-up adult jobs that they do yeah. most of the you week. You can't see me right now, but I'm raising my hand. Yeah, yeah right. I, I am. I am waving and flailing. <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, I think honestly, I think Jason and I are the only ones that have made this a full-time thing, right? I believe so maybe jeremy as well i'm not no sure. jeremy no, jeremy works, works for like IT. grocery stores yeah oh yeah. okay um, maybe randall yeah he he as well he's only been on a couple episodes but people should yeah. know him too but so i'm not i'm not ragging on people that you know don't go full time but everyone listening everyone that wants to get into trivia needs to decide what they want to be. Is this going to be a full-time thing or is it going to be on the side? And, you know, a lot time and energy accordingly. Because yep. a lot of time and energy can go into this if you're not careful. Yeah. So so I tell myself to be more organized and to just jump into it up front, to, to go full tilt towards it, make it happen. And not... Uh, drag my feet for so long see for me it would be like you know do your do your research like go out there see what's already out there have a look at what other people are already doing um you know kind of and and you know get kind of i was already part of a community but there's a wider community out there of people who play trivia um i was very much on the british side of things when i started out um and have slowly moved transatlantic wait are you um, british <laughs> oh my goodness <sighs> i just i i guess i guess yeah um you could I, I say thought, that i thought you were from like arkansas no no i'm from i'm from the antarctic ocean as we've established in our intro um but yeah it's 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 going out there and finding more like-minded people and having a look at what's out there and what having a look at people and finding out what you want to be from that like what kind of vibe you want to go for from that i when i started out didn't really know i, I knew i wanted because it was a sunday game i wanted it to be chilled a bit laid back but 
the radio host in me wanted it to be energy and power and excitement and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, I learned very quickly that that does not work <laughs> for hey, tip. Hey, the tipster. kind of thing that I want to do. Tipster. Yeah. Antarctica. <laughs> Did you, did you just did, stop the recording for a portmanteau of Antarctica and Arkansas? I didn't stop. Did, Shit, we're still going. We're still going. But still, I mean, if you want to derail a podcast at any point, you just make a crude pun like that. Um, oh my god! But yeah, that's that's kind of my my advice to previous myself. Um, would be to you know have a better idea of what you want it to look like before you go into it and there's there's nothing wrong with experimenting and that's what i do a lot of dear penthouse (laughs) (laughs) what nothing that's a callback that's okay okay you said you're experimenting (laughs) oh oh okay (laughs) i see where this is going They don't no, get continue. penthouse in don't Arkansas. Tell us more. Experimenting with different formats and things like that. <laughs> uh, and, um, damn it, I've lost my train of thought. Um, and kind of the general feel of what you're going for. Um, and take inspiration from places. There's nothing wrong with taking inspiration. I mean, there is something wrong with taking things whole hog, but there's a world of people out there take inspiration from them. Um, uh, that's kind of my advice to myself uh, kind of nine months ago which doesn't sound like a lot but it feels like it a feels lot it feels like forever uh, yeah I mean it, it depends does, on what it? nine months and these last nine months have been a hell of a nine months <laughs> so there, there's something to be said for people who um, who want to get into hosting but you know for whatever reason, uh, don't want to uh, write their own questions or run a company. Oh, what kind of? Yeah, you. So you mean like just somebody that would be like just the the Wednesday night host at this pub, and then they get their like Dween gets his questions from from a company like that. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah. Um, what What would you say is a kind of a good piece of advice? in terms of getting into that getting into that first show i um, would think the only way to really get into that other than you know keeping an eye on facebook craigslist linkedin whatever for trivia host job listings is to go out and to play trivia and to get to know your hosts in the area and just connect with them directly say hey you know yeah. i I want to host, but I don't think I could write. I I don't want to do this full time. I just need some money on the side. And I think I do great in front of people. Are, do you have a venue I could work at? Do you have any ideas how I could get into it? You know, just yeah. really reach out and network. Um, every host that I have hired, with the exception of one, has been somebody that played my trivia and has expressed an interest in doing this themselves. They've approached me. And I said, yeah, you know, if something opens up, I'll reach out to you. And when something opens up, I did. Yeah. 
And another thing too, I mean, this may not hold true for anywhere else in the country besides the Chicago land area where both Jason and I are, <laughs> but like uh, Jason has asked me if I know anybody who's looking and uh, I've put him in, in touch with people that have asked me that same question because we, because we have that sort of working relationship as frenemies. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you really like the style of one hosts games, um, find out more about the company. Do they write their own questions? Are they their own company? Are they, uh, behold to a, a bigger company, something like that. And if they are, maybe see if you could take a step up and find out where that company operates out of, or if they're their own host, say, you know, how do you go about doing this? Uh, it, you know, do you have a venue? Do you, is there anybody you could put me in touch with? And, you know, it, most trivia hosts I know are always on the lookout for a second venue or a third or fourth or a 17th. <laughs> and having an extra host, an extra host, an extra host uh, is always is always good because sometimes you get overbooked, you know, overbooked with stuff on a certain day of the week. Like I think Jason had like four things on Wednesday, maybe. I, I don't mm -hmm. remember which day it was, but he had like four things happening uh, back before everything shut down where he was like looking for people. It's like, I don't have anybody else to, to do this day and this venue wants it on this day. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, I mean, there there's always opportunities out there. You just have to. Uh, find one that fits well for you. Find a find a host that asks the questions that you like or the style of game that you like. Like Corey's is much more kind of aggressively fun. And, you know, <laughs> you're going to enjoy it. Damn it! Uh, yeah, I'm full of bubble baths for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, bubble baths. that's only if you piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we know that if if Cor Corey starts wheeling out the the super suds that we've we've made a big mistake okay good and to I, know i will say real quick i i posted all these i posted the actual slides in uh discord and i i feel like i say this every other episode but if i remember when we launched this episode <laughs> i will actually go on and i'll post these on our website uh but the problem is I know I've said that recently and I'm pretty sure I put out an episode where I was supposed to put something on the site and I have no clue what it is. I'm putting it so. in the show notes now. That's a okay. really good call. That's thanks. Call V to add bubble bath slides there. Perfect. Done. It's there. Okay. No excuse now. <laughs> Hey, tipster. Um, tipster. So, hey, hello? Have you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> God, not this again. The headphones are coming off. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it, Jeff. It wasn't supposed to. I thought it was a good joke earlier, and I was going to put it in so it could make it to the recording. It was well, your fault for not pressing record sooner, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... I'm gonna force I, this in at some point. Uh, are you? I mean, if you if you Dear ask Pat. me, the most annoying sound in the world has already been recorded perfectly once, and it's in the movie Dumb and Dumber. We don't. <laughs> no, need, I just don't meant need, to need it replicated. <laughs> I meant the John Wayne part. Oh, the oh. <laughs> what? I still don't get that. Wait, what? That's all right. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Oh, Where were Where we? Were we? <laughs> 
<laughs> what were we, we were, doing? We were uh, ending. We were ending the roundtable. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we that's a good place. That's a good place to finish you know, let's, it. Let's really. do a rapid fire uh, advice portion here. Just, just give thirty seconds or less of advice for somebody who wants to get into hosting. Wow. Okay. Uh, since you suggested it, Corey, you start. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any. God damn it! <laughs> I. I think my first advice would would be to open yourself to. Uh, a bunch of different possibilities uh you know if if you're looking for a venue go to a bunch of different places and just say hey do you guys have trivia and if they say no say do you want trivia <laughs> um or you know if somebody says is would you be interested in hosting trivia you could say yeah yeah i'll do it maybe maybe just take the leap and say sure you know i'll give it a shot and if you know just get get out there and and try that's the it's like stand-up comedy. You just kind of got to put in your hours and, and get in front of people and and get your time doing bad material so your material gets really good. Yeah, very much that. And to kind of tack on to that is uh, really kind of develop your, your personality or your persona. Um, be somebody that people want to see. You know, you're, you're not... A, a proctor who's out there uh testing people this isn't a pop quiz it's not the sat or your finals your entertainment first and foremost be someone that people want to listen to work on that develop whether you're going to take it seriously or you know be an asshole that cracks jokes you need to know who and what you're going to be, and it still needs to be approachable, enjoyable. So work on that. And Practice that talking is... and having fun. And that's also true in the online world as well, not just in in bars. Um, you know, you need to have a personality uh, or a persona that welcomes people and people like um you, you, you need to have an idea of what you're kind of going for in your game. And uh, realistically, you need to be part of the community that's out there already. Um, so if you're not, have a look around, see what's out there, get to know people, get to know hosts in the community, other players in the community, get talking. Yeah, I mean, on the if, if you're listening to this podcast because you want to get into trivia... You probably are already a part of the community. I assume yeah. you have found us <laughs> through Twitch or through playing our games or through searching trivia podcasts or whatever. So you're probably already going to shows, you're playing games, and that's that's great. I mean, that is absolutely the first step. And just really make sure you're making yourself a part of the community instead of just somebody who's watching it or enjoying it from the sideline speaking of community by the way it's I time love for that this tv show <laughs> it's time for this week's keyword <laughs> challenge where members of our community uh lay down the gauntlet and send us a keyword to write a trivia question about and it has to include the full keyword unaltered unedited um 
and we take one out of the pot submitted by the community each week. And uh, what is our keyword this week, Corey? This week, coming from Chuck Yu, which sounds familiar. Um, I meant to look this up and didn't. I, I think Chuck may have submitted a, a keyword in the past. This week, it is bishop, the word bishop. So whether you want to talk about you know, the religious figure or the chess piece or Gary Bishop is entirely up to you. Just use the word Bishop. So what we're going to do now is we're going to spend 10 minutes rapidly scurrying away and trying to write the best trivia question we can with the word Bishop in there somewhere. If you have an idea for a keyword, by the way, you can submit it to us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. Oh, God. Uh, drop it to <laughs> us there. And um, who knows? Maybe next week we'll be facing your keyword. I, I was, as soon as I stopped talking, I was like, where the fuck did Gary Bishop come from? Like, why did I say that? <laughs> And Who so I, is Gary Bishop? And so I Googled it, and I, I quickly realized why I said it. But the first result is a wiki page for Arthur Gary Bishop, an American convicted sex offender and serial oh, killer. God. Huh. How Let, do you do this every but, week? What? <laughs> why? Why is this a thing? Okay. But that's not who I was talking. So there's also an author named Gary John Bishop. Uh, okay. From Glasgow. Glasgow. That's British too, right? You British Yes, people. and thank you for pronouncing it correctly. It's Glasgow, not Glasgow. Um, <laughs> do people say that? Yes, they do. Okay, but uh, why did so... you say yes to it being British when it's Scottish? Because Scotland is... Sc oh. Scotland's... An... Oh. Uh, no, okay. Whilst we explain <laughs> Anyways, maps and he, geography he an to Corey, he was an artist that I worked with. some porn music. Gary uh, Bishop was an author that I worked with in marketing and apparently his name uh, just popped into my head, but to <laughs> Google it and to see his picture show up on the side and then read a convicted sex offender and serial killer. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. Two different people. Thank God for that. Here's okay. your porn music. Hey everyone, Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you that you can check us out online at Quadrivia Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast, and you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Jeff, what do you got? <laughs> all right so <laughs> i was i was not prepared to set up the bit and to also read my question but uh for for the keyword challenge this week our keyword was bishop so bishop has to appear in the oh question calm down itself. it's been it's been 10 minutes oh, for us yeah. but they heard that 15 okay. seconds ago you, they don't uh, need it that's repeated. fair that's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, my my question using the keyword bishop is this one. Bill Thank Paxton. you, Chuck. You. <laughs> All right. Here's my question for realism. Bill Paxton holds a fun movie record. 
He was the first, and in most people's opinion, the only actor to have been killed on screen by a Terminator, a Predator, and a Xenomorph from Aliens. One other actor is very close, having been killed by a Terminator and a Predator, and nearly killed by a Xenomorph. His character Bishop, in the movie Aliens, was ripped in half by a Xenomorph, but Bishop was a replicant and didn't technically die. What actor has almost been killed by all three baddies? Uh, I can see him. I know the answer to this. I, I know the face. I know the dude. I remember Bishop, but I cannot come up with his name. I'm going to let Corey try and stew this because I know the answer. For oh, there, no, there's no stewing. There's no tip of my tongue or anything. It's just okay. it's not there. I, I tell you, it's it's an older guy. I, uh... Okay, so the thing that did it for me here is who played Bishop in Aliens, and um, it's Lance Henriksen, right? That is yeah, correct. That sounds right. Yeah, Lance, Lance Henriksen was killed by the T-800 in the original Terminator. He's killed by a Predator in Aliens vs. Predator. Uh, and then Bishop was severely limited in use by being ripped in half, uh, but technically didn't die because he's a replicant. Um, there yeah. are, speaking of how contested this debate is, uh, people that say that Bill Paxson was not killed by the Terminator and he was maybe killed because he just kind of gets pushed real hard. Um, but he doesn't get up and does no longer appear in the in the movies afterwards so a lot of people just say yeah terminator pushed him to death so but bill <laughs> bill paxton was the the punk with the blue spiky hair in the terminator where he he shows up right before he steals some clothes nice. um, and then of course he was in aliens you know famously game over you know yeah um but yeah lens henriksen played bishop uh in aliens and was ripped into bits but didn't technically die so that's my that's my bishop question I like that. Um, yeah, like Tipster, as soon as you said his character Bishop in Aliens, like I could picture Bishop immediately. I wouldn't have been, like, if you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have been able to say, oh, it was that guy who played Bishop. I, mm. I wouldn't have been able to, to, you know, even picture the answer uh, without that part. But there was no way I was coming up with that name. Uh, but I like that. That's actually a really interesting fact that I did not know. I think I'd have been on a similar footing had it not been for something you're about to find out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> did, well, we, really... did we both write the same question? No. Oh, good. Slightly different okay. questions. Well, I want to oh, okay. address your question itself first, Jeff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, I really like that you start with the example of Bill Paxton because that is a nice fun uh movie record and then how you use that to transition in but i do feel like you basically repeated the ask you've kind of got it in the middle there one other actor is very close and then it, it feels a little repetitive at the end saying what actor has almost been killed by all three i would probably combine i would just say parts. one actor was very close uh Having or what or just actor? Like, who yeah, is very what close. actor is very yeah, and, and then describing it that way, or you know, just rearranging it slightly. That part just felt I, a little repetitive. The the but reasoning I very be much behind the that question. from my end was because I added the the sentence: his character Bishop in Aliens was ripped in half by a xenomorph, but Bishop was a replicant and didn't technically die. 
oh, that yeah. was originally part of the previous sentence, uh, just as like an anecdote about why he didn't die from a xenomorph. But then the sentence was just too much. It, it was so long. And I was like, I have to do something to, to, to chop this up a little bit. And then when I chopped it up, if I had just the way it is now, I would have to rewrite that that whole sentence so it works a little bit better. But the way it is now, it just says what actor is very close, having been killed by a Terminator or Predator and is and almost by a xenomorph. That could be a lot of people, you know, I, without, you know, there's going to be somebody that's going to be like, um, actually, there's more answers to this than, you know. So I wanted to, to tie it specifically to Bishop. Um, but that's why it ended up being extra wordy. Um, if this was a question that I would use in my regular weekly game, just like the ones that you tend to write um, for the keyword too, it, it's much longer than I would have room for on my screen. So I would I would parse it down by quite a lot. But yeah, that's that's where I started was was trying to put the ask in the middle, but it, it didn't end up working. But I, I do appreciate the 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 feedback. Of course, kind of on the same wavelength. I, I, I feel like I we do that occasionally. I hope people listening aren't like always being a dick to Jeff. But oh, I, yeah, we, no. we do that a lot in our, our trivia writers co like when we're actually <laughs> talking about questions and just helping yeah. each other with wording. And so I saw that. Um, but I, I but again, I want to reiterate, I love the content of the question and how you got there. So I think yeah. that was good. Oh, your and, rewrite, your rewrite's really good. I like that. Hmm. But also, given given how how the question is, I don't think there's anything wrong with re-emphasizing the ask at the end. Like, uh, and I agree with you on that too. Especially considering, like, considering how how many times have we asked a question and the player has given us not the thing we asked. Yeah, before. right. I feel like having having the ask at the end just as that that final hammer home of this is the thing I'm looking for um, certainly like helps. Yeah, that's definitely circumstances. So many times I've uh, I've experienced that, and I'll I'll write a question one way and I'll use it, and then I realize everyone is giving me the wrong answer, and so if I use it at another venue, I'll have to like say three times, "No, I'm asking for the name of the album, not the artist, or whatever the case may be." So that's that's very fair as well. All right, tipster. Well, what do okay. you have for us tonight? So, uh, we know that Bishop is a science officer aboard the USS Sulaco in the Aliens franchise, but it is revealed later that they are part of a group of five other similar model synthetics. Name them. This I, is very bare bones, I admit, but... I don't I, remember I, I, this being like a huge part of the movie, but I, I feel like it was other chess-related terms. Oh, that would yeah. There's yeah. That makes sense. That's I was I was trying to think of I was trying to think of the way to bring it to that. But I I think that if there's five other ones, there's five other pieces on a chessboard. So that makes sense. The only thing is I don't remember. I don't remember when this was discussed. I don't. I, I can't yeah. picture anybody talking about it or or naming the other ones, so I'm not confident on it. It just I instantly thought, oh, they're other chess pieces. Yeah, is it? Do they talk about it in Aliens? Is it is it uh, a conversation in Aliens, or is it like one of the Wayland Yutani Corp conversations from like uh, Blade Runner or one of the other related 
So it's Replicates. a lot later in the franchise, and I will give that it is probably obscure, but the information there I feel is enough to get it. Yeah. All right, well, let, let's do um, Pawn, Knight, Castle, Queen, and King. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And you'd be correct. Um, Yay! Hey, all right. I, I kind of went down the logic route with this more than anything because... Um, I started out with Bishop from Aliens and was like, uh, asking who the character is or what the ship is. Nah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna do. And then I dug, I went on a little bit of a deep dive, unfortunately, um, and then found out, oh wait, yeah, that there's a bunch of other similar bishops that are called Rook, Queen, King, Knight, and Pawn. Oh, they're all chess pieces. Okay. Let's see if people can connect the dots that are there. Um, I don't know how it would play. Th this was honestly one where I was running out of time and was like, oh, there's something. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it, asking for like five answers in a question, and it's not really one where it would make sense, you know, to say name two of the other five or something like yeah. that. Because um, if you know one, you know the other four. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, aside from that, it's still a, a good question. Uh, it'd probably be later in a round because mm -hmm. it was a bit obscure. Which which movie did that come from? You said it was later uh, in the franchise. Let me find it. Okay. Um, so I've seen them all, which may be why. It may not even be a movie. That's the thing. Well, that would also explain why I don't remember anything uh, It is about. in... Aliens Bug Hunt, <laughs> apparently, oh, that this is revealed. Yeah, I know. It was, it's... I don't think I read any of the books, so I apparently pulled the right answer out of my ass. I, I yeah, <laughs> I think what I try to do with this is go for a super obscure thing and try to make it logicable. That's okay, though. Yeah. I think just having, saying that there's five other similar you know, synthetics, it it still kind of gives you that in of, oh, there's five other chess pieces. So you can at least have an educated guess. Mm. Yeah, Still definitely a later in the round kind of question. It's going to be a little more difficult, but but gettable. Maybe I've, I've been trying to think of a way to fit a, a chess term into... Yeah, some sort of clue... The... Yeah, it might also work as a question right after a question about chess or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Actually, that might a little that might muddy the it. yeah that might that might also muddy the water where people be like, well, they wouldn't be too chess. He's probably well, just it, being cheeky, saying bishop because we just talked about chess or something. Yeah, that's you the know? kind of thing I would do in general knowledge where there's not really yeah. like a theme, but then I'd put those two yeah. side by side to to kind of poke Nudge at people a, a little bit. So okay, all right. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Cool. I'm really excited. No, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> Christine Schieffer, Zach Baggins, and Amy Bruni may not get too excited about Bishop Washington, Shawneetown, Illinois, or Dunwich, Suffolk, which is in England. But they are examples of places that each of us could theoretically visit to experience what I have recently discovered is apparently a very contested term. Regardless of whatever technicalities may exist per whomever you get your definition from, colloquially speaking, 
these towns have what in common? So based on your geographic knowledge of the US, does anything jump out to you? Like, do any of those towns mean anything to you, Jeff? Because nothing's no, screaming to me. I, I, I hesitate to search where Shawneetown, Illinois is because it could be very close to me. It could be very far away from okay. me. Um, but I don't want to search it because it might accidentally be like Shawneetown, Illinois, home of the world's largest ball of twine or something. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want it to, you know, yeah. give, me the, give me the answer on accident. But I'm trying to figure out the the names because none of them are familiar to me. But there's a reason why he put them there. Somebody in Cocker yeah. City, Kansas is going to be pissed at you. <laughs> is that where the real largest ball of twine is? It is. <laughs> Um, well, that that might be a contested term. Is if there's more places that have a large have ball of twine, the names have to. They don't mean anything to me, but they have to mean something to the question. Yeah. And so I'm just not. Yeah, because I don't know who they are. Zach Baggins. He sounds like a. Oh, I got it. They're all places where hobbits live. Final answer. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, that's. I'm just making one of the guys' name is is Zach Baggins. It's not spelled the same way, but okay. Amy, uh, yeah, Amy I'm Amy. not sure. Uh, I'm 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 drawing a blank on this. Um, none of the names mean anything to me. None of the places mean anything <laughs> to me. A contested Oops. term for a town or city, I suppose. Like, uh, I did not think this would be. Um, a difficult what, one. I... What could be contested about a town? Like, what could you turn around and say, eh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Like, largest ball it's... of twine is easily measurable. Yeah, honestly, I, I can't, I really can't think of a clue I can give you that, that doesn't just immediately give it away, unfortunately. Uh, I, I could tell you that not many people uh, are going to these towns. Oh, okay. So, whatever. Oh, are they are they ghost towns? Are they dead towns? They're oh. ghost towns. Yes. Okay. <sighs> so, so, have those about... people all played ghosts in some? No, actually, they're so. Uh, Christine Schieffer is on a paranormal and true crime podcast called, okay. and that's why we drink. Uh, Zach Baggins is on a. A uh, couple, several ghost hunting shows. Uh, oh, okay. Like, oh, I think he's the one that's on Ghost Adventures. And Amy Bruni is on Ghost Hunters, which is another oh. uh, ghost hunting show. So that was for the people who are into ghosts. That's a, an easy little uh, kind of a clue for them. Mm. But then, uh, yeah, apparently the term ghost town is kind of contested in what actually constitutes a, a ghost town uh, with some people saying it just has to be the reason the town existed no longer exists in order for it to be a ghost town. Others say that uh, there should be none or few of the original structures standing and others say the structures should largely still be there and intact, just empty. Um, so a lot of like little apparent bickering about what is or isn't a ghost town that I never knew. So I, I just always thought it was an abandoned town. 
Yeah, none of the definitions actually involve like ghosts live there. That's, no, I no, find just... that to be silly. That's silly. <laughs> That's a ghost town. That's where the ghosts live. <laughs> That's where the ghosts just, live. It's where I the ghosts I don't understand. congregate. Yeah, and then just for fun, how, I just tried to pick ghost towns is. that were near-ish to each of us. I have no clue where is near to Tipster, so I picked one with a hard-to-pronounce name because he likes that. <laughs> I'm going to find where Shawnee Town... Shawnee Town? I like that, too, because it made me think of Pawnee, and yeah. Oh, it's oh. way south. Oh, it's so you mean you mean Suffolk in the UK? <laughs> I said yeah, he, in England. Yeah, he said that. Oh, yeah. okay. But no, I mean, I mean Dunwich, Suffolk. In Dutch, <laughs> yeah, Dunwich, Suffolk, Suffolk. Uck. Uck. Why? Why the? Uh, oh, UK. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's, okay. That's close to Edinburgh, right? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna save the, save us from this mess. Um, <laughs> if you want to, uh. Tell us what you think about these questions. Uh, Especially to... if you live in Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow. <laughs> You're losing the British vote, Corey. That's all I can say. Uh, you can head or over Melbourne. to Melbourne. <laughs> if you're from Melbourne, Australia. Oh my! God. We're just hitting all sections of the wheel tonight. Apparently, <laughs> we could also just uh, say can... like New Orleans. Oh, oh my God! Wait. You... You've just done that on home turf. That's I, that's I live like in pissing Spokane, on your doorstep. in Washington. <laughs> Come on, tipster. Okay. Uh, so you can head over, head over to quadriviapodcast.com and cast your vote on which of those three questions you think is best. Um, we need to start kind of wrapping up fairly soon. So let's head straight into the game um so i've done something here where we we were talking about first shows today so i'm going to be giving you some questions from my first show first show that i did uh, all of these were correct as of may 2020 some of the answers may have changed but there should be enough clues in there um to kind of give you the answer so are we are we ready to go i'm i'm excited to see i'm excited to see baby tipster little tiny penguin questions Uh, (laughs) yes little tiny penguin questions from all the way from uh nine months ago so uh each of the some of these are from different rounds i do different rounds in my in my quiz so i'll explain them when we get to them but the first part is always a warm-up so these are kind of quick fire general knowledge questions uh, so question one, a London fog is primarily made with vanilla, uh, sorry, vanilla steamed milk and what other beverage? I actually am 100% on this because this is uh, Samantha, my wife's favorite drink. Oh. And uh, over you... the last couple of years, I've bought her things to make it at home, like a milk frother and whatnot. So uh, hmm. I'm going to let Jeff jump in if he knows it. Um, I don't, I don't know it, but I could take a couple stabs at it. My immediate, my immediate guess, uh, when you're mixing things, my mind immediately goes to Guinness, but it doesn't sound like it's Guinness. It sounds like, um, she likes to get it at Starbucks. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds kind of like, like a coffee drink, but that's not, it's gotta be tea. 
It's it's got to okay. be tea, right? Uh, so yeah, it's it tea. So, so what would make it London? Yeah. Oh oh oh. Um, is it like English breakfast or Earl Grey or? It is definitely money. Earl Grey. It's an Earl, Earl Grey, Grey tea okay. latte. Yeah. Earl okay. Grey tea. Um, uh, and that was the first question I ever wrote because. I, I've got to play to my shtick. I am British. <laughs> I'm known for drinking tea. Therefore, the first question I ever wrote always. That's perfect. Always Sam is going to be so proud that I got about that one too. tea. <laughs> I'm going to run up there. Honey, guess what? Okay. Right. Uh, also, congratulations on marrying someone of class. <laughs> All I can say. Thank you. Um, uh, Question two. National treasure David Attenborough recently became a quadranonagenitarian. How old is he? Oh, God, I got to do math. Quadranonagenitarian. Didn't we just talk about how old he was in a recent episode? And I got made fun of for not knowing that he was a broadcaster. Oh, yeah. Um, so how old is he? I know he's class? in his 90s, which makes sense with nonagenarian. And so, quad is four, so, yeah, so would I'd that make it ninety-four? I mean, I mean, it it feels like it would be the other way around, and I don't right. think he's forty-nine. No, so I would say ninety-four. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, I did hey, not 94. know that numbers were like the quadranonid, blah blah blah. Yeah, huh. Latin works weird. Is all I can say to that. <laughs> um, question three. Uh, and this one in the field of literature. What 2009 young adult novel by John Green also describes a copyright precaution taken by cartographers? I, 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 I know this one. I mean, John Green sounds familiar. He's you, like you the, may the Fault in Our his... Stars. Is he that yes. one? Yeah, that's the same author. And he also, uh, he was uh, one of the vlog brothers on YouTube. And so they have a bunch of a bunch I of stuff with with him, and he also did hosted. Not realize uh, that, huh? Uh, what was that uh, like? It wasn't like a quiz show. It was like Mental Floss. He hosted the Mental Floss YouTube thing where they'd give like here's 15 facts about candy bars or something like that. That's cool. Um, I I had no idea that was him. Yeah, but yeah, that's really I, cool. I, I just know my I wife know loves his books, so. Um, yeah. But as far as one he put out in 2009, I have no idea. The only one I can think of, one had something to do with turtles. And then there was The Fault in Our <laughs> Stars. So no. I don't know the answer. Yeah, this, this one uh, and the copyright precaution is called A Paper Town. Ah, paper it, Towns. It is A Paper Town, yes. Um, so... Young adult novel won a bunch of awards uh, in its time. Uh, the copyright precaution is fake towns on um, maps. Uh, cartographers would just put fake towns in the middle of nowhere to be able to to see if somebody else is just lifting straight from them. And recently, I found found out dictionaries do the same hmm. with fake words. Fake words. Huh. Dictionaries have fake words to stop people copying them. Nice. Um, yeah. That's a very right. prominent way to stop copyright. Right. <laughs> uh, Which is so a real mov- word. <laughs> I hope so. I hope prominent <laughs> is a real word. Otherwise, 
we have been plagiarizing for the past year oh, now. No. <laughs> um, the next question comes from a uh, uh, kind of um, special round. Uh, so each week we take a category given to us by the community um, and write a round on it. This round is called This Round is Going Ham. So all the questions are to do with hamsters. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay, so question four. Which 1998 webpage, widely regarded as one of the earliest internet memes, was named by CNET in 2005 as the number one web, web fad? And um, I did specify I need exact spelling on this. Ooh. I Okay, I can tell you I know what the fad is. I know why he's asking for spelling. Um, but I don't... Oh, okay. I don't know the name of I, I. It was the hamster dance, and they spelled hamster yeah. with a P, but I don't know. Was it just like the hamsterdance dot com? Like I don't know what web page it was. I I thought it was just hamster dance, like, like one word but with yeah. a P. Okay, it is hamster dance. Hamster dance was the one I was looking for. Oh, okay, um, uh, didn't need the URL. Uh, just the title of the web page, you know, the thing Got that it. appears in the search bar at the top. Nice. Um, so next up, things get a bit weird here. This what this round is called "What Even Is," and the topic this week is sports. Um, so how this round works is, I will give you a honest to god fact, and then a misconception that one of my friends had at some point oh, no. about that thing. Okay. This sounds like fun. Um, some of these are the result of drunken ramblings uh, with my mates. Some of them are just genuine confusion in the middle of a conversation. So, question five. What Olympian holds the record for most medals won by a single person? They're also somehow related, according to my friend at least, to the lead character of an action-adventure game known for its groundbreakingly accurate facial expressions. Okay, I'm ninety-five percent confident on the first portion, but I don't know because that that was um, Michael Phelps, right? And to clarify, all we're looking for is is the thing that matches the first portion. Oh, the the second bit is just a well, is just on. a clue. Jeff, any idea what the second portion would be? No, for its no and. <laughs> I had myself muted in clean feed when I agreed with you. Oh, that's <laughs> but, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, we'll we'll throw in Michael Phelps, but you have to tell us what who you thought they were related to as well. Uh the the answer is Michael Phelps. Uh the clue there relating to Cole Phelps from LA Noir. Ah. Uh, oh, Cole Phelps. Okay. okay. Uh Question six, what sporting competition, which held its 2014 opening leg in Leeds, always disappoints my friend as they never show them sh swapping shirts mid-event? So, I mean, I don't actually know about, like, you know, opening leg being in Leeds, but the only competition I can think of where shirts change isn't that the Tour de France doesn't like the leader of yeah they have the the yellow shirt and the white polka dot shirt yeah yeah that yeah. i mean I, and i mean that I does have different famously legs. in france yeah <laughs> right but i <laughs> so uh, i mean tour de england 
Yorkshire. Um, uh, I don't know. So, um, I'm going to put you out of your misery here. Uh, it is Tour de France. Um, oh, okay. Every few years, they have the opening leg in another country. Really? Oh, um, I didn't know that. Neither did I. Uh, and yes, the swapping of shirts mid-event uh, relates to the yellow jersey. My friend thought that if you overtook someone, you both stop on the side of the road, swap oh shirts, God, and shirts. carry on going. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be that, fantastic. That would be awesome. Which uh, You just have a backup of people constantly swapping shirts, right. I feel. But I'd, Unless I'd you also... like let them go for a bit first and then chase them. I also want to see the part where they had to bike across the English Channel. Uh, I believe <laughs> that was all done on a ferry. Uh, just just round in circles. Like pacing just back round in forth. circles until it docked. <laughs> okay. Uh, final question in uh, what even is sports? Uh, what strategic sport, which involves moves known as guards, draws, and takeouts, my friend thinks is the origin of a common phrase about hypocrisy in criticizing other people? Hmm. I, I feel like this is a blind guess, but my first thought is on the fence. Are those fencing terms? And <laughs> I don't know how you would get from fencing to hypocrisy or criticizing other people. But And I, I don't feel like that phrase really applies to hypocrisy and criticizing other people. But guards, draws, and takeouts does kind of sound like fencing. So yeah, I don't know. It definitely sounds like I'll, I'm with you on fencing. I don't. <laughs> uh, and you're when you sit on the fence, I'm sold. Uh, even if it's wrong, I'm with you. Right. I mean, so, his friend may have been drunk. So fencing. <laughs> final answer. Sure. Why not? Uh, it's curling. Um, the phrase being oh "don't throw God. stones in glass houses." Stones oh being God. the thing that you throw. <laughs> glass relating to the ice and house being. The target that you have. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. Guards, draws, and takeouts are all kind of different ways of kind of spacing the stones and different maneuvers you can do to um, score points, basically. I would like to um, meet this friend of yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would too, to be fair. It's been a long time. Um, this uh, The last three questions are part of my confidence booster round so these are harder general knowledge questions you get an opportunity to answer them openly and then i will give you four possible answers once you've answered it okay. once um, and then you can change your answer okay um, so two points if you get it right like if you stick to it i suppose and one point if you change um so Question eight. Rosetown, Australia is home to a large fiberglass statue of what animal? Uh, I mean, Australia, I'm going to immediately jump to, you know, like a kangaroo or a koala or a wallaby. Yeah, some something. Yeah, like. What, um, about a, what about like a platypus? Let's, let's, I think he's trying to get us to say kangaroo. I want to say platypus. Okay. Sure, why not? So go with platypus? Sure. Yeah, your, let's four try possible, it. your four possible answers are lobster, uh, koala, wombat, or beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beer, not, so, not bear, but like. Beer. Yep, that's yeah. spelt correctly. Um, Was that the ooh. drop beer? 
<laughs> that's an Australia joke. Um, oh God! I would I would say I don't know. I, I mean, part of me wants to say lobster. Part of me wants to say lobster. I'm just gonna. If I was on the team, I'd say let's say lobster to be funny, and then that's the end. I, I, it, it very well could be one of the other two. I feel like trying to meta game lobster is kind of where I went because koala and wombat are you know stereotypically Australian answers, and beer is beer. Um, yeah. So so meta gaming, I would say lobster, but I'm also still just kind of thinking wombat. Um, yeah, wombat. Let's do wombat. Yeah, why not? Okay. I mean, the points are than playing <laughs> uh, It's a lobster. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> we had it. We had it. We read. You had it. Lost it. I meta meta gamed. You 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 no. out meted yourself. Frick. Okay. Question Heck nine. Who was fatally injured after they collided with Amna at Epsom in nineteen thirteen? Uh, yeah, I have zero to say on this. I this don't. is I will I will admit this is possibly a little UK centric. Uh, I have no connection whatsoever to Amner. Epsom, I'm thinking salt Epsom or salt. printer ink. <laughs> and 1913 does nothing for me. So I'll I'll give you a lead on this. There is a um a large event that happens at Epsom every year. The colliding of the, <laughs> the colliding of the things. Do you want your four possible answers? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, they yeah, are Emmeline Pankhurst, these. Harriet Tubman, Emily Davison, or Percy Woodland. <laughs> um, no. Again, I think it's too US, UK-centric, I'm afraid. Well, that's fair. We've given you a lot of US-centric shit, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, that's fair. Clearly, the answer is Emmeline Pankhurst and Percy Woodland. I mean, once you give us the four, it's quite obvious. I want one answer. <laughs> just oh, just oh. clarifying. One oh, answer. Sorry. Oh, yeah. One of them collided with Amner, not with each other. Well, actually, all three of them, Amner and Emmeline and Percy, all collided. But obviously, Emmeline, uh, being the weaker person, is the one who was <laughs> fatally injured. Wow. <laughs> I'm waiting to see the comments on this. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> um, so... This uh, relates to the suffragette movement. Um, okay, when I said Derby. a weaker person, I did not know it was oh, a person Lord. or anything about what they did, and I apologize uh, it's... immediately. <laughs> uh, so um, a big part of the suffragette movement was when uh, someone threw themselves under the king's horse at the time, um, and this was at the Epsom Derby. That was the event I was referring to, Amna being the horse. Oh. Um, the answer we were looking for here is Emily Davison. <laughs> oh, oh. You probably, like, <laughs> I will put my hands up and say you probably had zero chance on that. Yeah, none of... Oh, we had 25%. Okay, yeah, you had 25%. That's, that's fair. None of those um, names or event mean anything to me. Um, I... <laughs> so, Poor Pankhurst joke in hindsight... Of... Yeah, Pankhurst was the leader of the UK suffragette movement. Uh, Davison was obviously very, um, very prominent in that as well. Um, I, when I wrote this question, I think Percy Woodland was the jockey at the time, um, and Harriet Tubman. Um, well, I know who Harriet Tubman is. 
Yeah, yeah. that one we know. <laughs> okay. Final question. Uh, what color appears on the most national flags? Oh, I have I, I have asked this, and I I'm I'm yeah, almost positive that it's blue. I was gonna but... say it's either red or blue. Um, but as far as which one, I it's a toss up. I don't remember. All I know is I've actually asked this more than once, and I should. Uh, I'll stick with blue. I'm okay with with going with you on that. Yeah. Okay. I, so you're going for blue. I yeah, mean, there's a. Sure I'd say blue. there's a pretty fair chance it's either. I think it's, it's, red, it's either blue but... or white. Those would be my two immediate leans. Well, so, so the round for... I used it in was called red, white, or blue, and every answer was red, <laughs> white, or blue. So your four possible <laughs> answers are red, white, blue, or yellow. <laughs> of course it is. Oh, uh, but we stuck. We stuck with blue, right? Let's let's stick with it and see if we can get two points this time. Yeah, let's let's stick. Okay, um, the answer is red. Damn it! Uh, red, ap- oh, red appears in about seventy-five percent of flags. Man, um, vastly outmatching. Um, yeah, so red is the most popular color, being found on a, a, approximately seventy-five percent of flags. Then it's followed by white with seventy. Uh, blue is about fifty percent, and yellow is somewhere around the thirties. Um, and that's our game. I wasn't keeping count. I hope you were at home. <laughs> yeah, we got 10 out of 10 plus uh, yeah. the extra points for not changing. So we we're at like 13 points here. Yeah, that was a lot. We did yeah. really good, Corey. Yeah, we did. High fives. Uh, dude, High fives. good job on that lobster pull like out of the air too. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. So yeah, that was my f- bits of my first ever game that I ran. Well, um, I... I, I, I say this with absolute love and care for you. That is far and away some of the best first questions that I've ever heard written by oh, yeah. a, a just starting trivia writer. I mean, there there are little spots here and there that, that make it feel like early writing. But my God, if you ever want to feel better about yourself as a writer, go back and look at the very first things that you wrote. And that'll always do it. And these are far superior to any of the very first questions that I wrote. So well done. Oh yeah, agreed. Um, in our in our Discord, I'll show you some of my first questions, and you'll feel so much better about this. So, uh, is, is it to do with bathtubs? No, no, that was several months okay. in. <laughs> uh, Jeff, why don't you tell people where they can find you? All right. Uh, on Wednesday evenings, you could find me on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash RMT Trivia. Uh, and you can find me at all of these social media places at just search RMT Trivia as in Riddle Me This. And I am Corey with Third Degree Entertainment. People can find me at Third Degree Entertainment wherever they happen to look for it. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Not very active on anything outside of Instagram. I mean, outside of Facebook. But... Uh, Hopefully you'll jump on and say hi on Twitch, twitch.tv slash third degree entertainment. And I'm Tipster from the Pinnacle Larder, and you can catch me every Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, British time uh, or 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central over on twitch.pinnaclelarder.com. And all my socials are pretty much the same. So put the thing in front of the .pinnaclelarder.com and you'll get there eventually. Um, and that's pretty much it for the episode. Um, 
However, if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, you can catch us on at Quadrivia Pod on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, if you want to send us an email or um, want to suggest something for our keyword challenge, get in touch with us. Uh, quadriviapod at gmail.com and of course you can find all of our previous shows and show notes over on quadriviapodcast.com perfect do we do we still not have an outro Jeff's going to be like, okay, guys, I'm ready. And you're going to say three, two, penis in your weird little accent. Weird little accent. Wow. I can still hear hear you guys. Yes. Wow. (laughs) I just muted myself so you didn't hear me screaming at my son. (laughs) Okay. Lord.